It's time for the Predator Way Podcast. The show starts now. Yes, sir. Welcome to the Predator Way Podcast on Penalty Box Radio. I am your host, Boyd Farish. And first off, I just want to say thank you to all of you who have been listening as we embark on a new season covering the Nashville Predators and the NHL at large. On this episode, I'll recap the Nashville Predators rookie camp and some of the standout performances from the weekend prospect showcase, including games against Florida, Carolina, and Tampa Bay. I'll also touch on some of the comments from Assistant General Manager Scott Nickel, And then after the break, I'll take a look ahead to Nashville Predators training camp and some of the storylines and players to watch. So starting with Nashville Predators rookie camp, I was actually able to attend the second day of practice and was an interesting time to see how the players worked and how the coaching and development staff worked with all the players. As I mentioned recently on the Catfish on Ice podcast, it is always interesting to see the one-to-one interactions, whether it's the goalie coach with the goalies, Nathan Gerby with the forwards, and Rob Scuderi with the defensemen, and seeing how all those little interactions are manifested into the next round of drills. The practice session was run by Milwaukee Admirals head coach Carl Taylor, and I must say he runs a high pace and high intensity session. Throughout the day, there was a lot of work on zone exits, transitions, and zone entry work, Honestly, I was tired just watching it as the players went up and down the ice, full-length drills, in and out, in and out quickly, a lot of pace and a lot of intensity. It was really pretty fun to watch. A couple of takeaways that I saw, first, Igor Afanasyev, Yuso Parsonen, and Marcus Nurmi spent a lot of time practicing together, though I think that was in part, as we saw through the Rookie Showcase games that I'll cover in a minute, Luke Evangelista was not in practice due to an illness that day, but... It was interesting to see Afanasiev, Parson, and Nermi really spend most of the practice playing with each other in some form. Also, the left side of the defense in the prospect pool looks really strong with Mark Delgaizo, Spencer Stasny, and Adam Wilsby. All three of them have very solid, complete games. They handle the puck well. They can skate. A lot to like among that group. And then finally, the size. There are just some really big bodies in the system right now. Whether it's among the forwards, Joachim Kondalik, Marcus Nurmi, Yusuf Parsonen, Navrin Mutter are all just big physical players. And for the most part, they all skate pretty well too, especially Yusuf Parsonen and Marcus Nurmi. For their size, they do skate well. And then among the defensemen, both Jack Mateer and Luke Prokop are sizable players that really are starting to use their physicality well when you see them in action. So on to the Prospect Showcase. The Showcase games took place primarily at the home of the Carolina Hurricanes in Raleigh, North Carolina. Over the three games, the Nashville Predators rookie squad went 1-1-1, which turned out to be the best record overall, as the Nashville Predators socials have been more than happy to tell us lately. And there were a few really standout performers that I took note of throughout those three games. First and foremost was Igor Afanasyev. 
He scored in every game. He was driving play. He was physical. You could see sort of the leadership coming out of him as he's been around now for a couple of years. And he was playing a full ice game. He was on the power play, on the penalty kill, doing a lot of good work in that sense. The next player that I thought was really impressive was actually a camp invitee, Cameron Housinger. And my primary takeaway watching him was big Matthew Olivier vibes. He was consistently in front of the net, really working hard, and he was physical everywhere around the ice. You could say he was truly embracing the predator way mentality that is preached throughout the organization. And you look at the third game against Florida, off the opening faceoff, the puck went deep, Housinger flew in, hammered the back-checking defenseman, which created a puck recovery and a chance just a few seconds into the game. And that really set the tone overall for the, how the team played throughout the rest of the game. And he scored multiple goals, all of them in the net front, really looked impressive for a camp invitee. And I believe he will already have a spot in National Predators training camp starting here this week. Another invitee that I thought was interesting and, and showed some good things was forward Josh Williams, who had a really big breakout season as an overager in the WHL. And through the practice day that I viewed, I didn't see a whole lot out of him. I saw some skill with the stick, but he didn't really stand out. But once he got into the games, he looked much more comfortable. He did score an empty net goal in the first game and then created multiple chances either for himself or for his teammates, especially in the third game against Florida. Really some significant improvement from the practice day into the games. On the defensive side, Mark Delgaizo was very impressive. He really has a complete game, drives play up ice, is very sound with his positioning. He's not a particularly big player, but holds his ground well. And just overall, I thought he played very well. And then I would be remiss not to mention the goalies, especially Yaroslav Askarov and also Braden Holt. Askarov was phenomenal in the two games he played. He made big save after big save, really gave the Predators a lot of comfort pushing the game up ice and playing with a lot of pressure because he was there to make the saves when they needed him. And then a lot of credit has to be given to Braden Holt, who came in in the third period of a close game against Florida and just slammed the door, made a number of big saves early in the third period, and that allowed the Predators to get their offense going and pull away throughout the rest of the third period. Really a very impressive performance. So during the game versus Florida, the Hurricanes announcing crew did an interview with Assistant General Manager Scott Nickel. There were some, some interesting comments that he made. I think some that we pretty much already knew, but some that were interesting as well on what it might mean for certain players. I think first and foremost, he did mention Zach LaRue having another year of juniors eligibility. While LaRue has been excellent through rookie camp and really played a strong game throughout the showcase, it's a really uphill battle for him to try to claim a roster spot this year. And I think it's most likely he does go back to juniors for another season. But there's a lot to like, and Scott Nickel made sure to call out that he doesn't want LaRue to lose that fire that he plays with, just trying to continue to find the right ways to channel it that don't lead to things like multiple suspensions. Among the players that 
Scott Nickel highlighted that really stood out to him. Really the same ones that I've mentioned earlier. Yusuf Parson, Igor Afanasiev, and then on defense, Adam Willsby, Spencer Stasny, and Mark Delgaizo. The one player that he did also call out that I didn't mention earlier was Luke Evangelista, who, especially in the third game against Florida, he was dominant. The skill that he has and can play with is just so apparent, and it will be very interesting to see how that translates to a full training camp. Scott Nickel also mentioned Cameron Housinger, who was an invitee to camp, really called him a pit bull and says he loves his game. I think, again, a, a lot of comparisons could be drawn to Matthew Olivier, who came into the Predators under not too different of circumstances. And then there was a good chat about Marcus Nurmi. It's really worth noting that Marcus Nurmi was Yusuf Parsonen's line mate last year in Europe with uh, TPS. So there's a lot of familiarity there. But the Predators really like his rounded game for a player of his size and the possibility and potential that he brings into the Predators organization. So overall, I think it was a very successful and interesting rookie camp for the Predators organization and the players that were involved. A lot of good work getting done, really starting to see some of those higher end players stick out, which is what you always want to see in a situation like that. And seeing Yaroslav Askarov able to play on North American ice against players with NHL hopeful talent at the very least and perform the way he did really is a positive sign for what's to come. After the break, I'll look ahead to Nashville Predators training camp with some players and storylines to watch for. Well, it is time to put the offseason behind us and start looking ahead to the future and Nashville Predators training camp. Training camp opens Wednesday, September 21st, where the players will gather for meetings and media and some of the physical testing that they have to do every year, which, unless you're a certain Vancouver Canucks defenseman, Oliver ekman Larson, who ends up puking in a corner, on-ice testing is typically just a part of the process, but it's certainly good to have all the guys back in the building and back to work. The Predators will then spend the rest of the week and through the weekend holding practices and scrimmages. I will hopefully be attending as many of them as possible to be able to bring some information first person. And then coming up next Monday, the 26th, the Predators will have their always patented first preseason game day doubleheader, which is a hockey holiday in my world. And then the Predators will conclude the preseason in Europe, playing in Switzerland, taking on SC Bern as part of the NHL Global Series. So for some of the players and storylines that I'll be really paying attention to through training camp, the first up, obviously, the new guys. Probably first and foremost, in terms of really filling a need that the Predators had, Nino Niederreiter. We all assume he'll be on the second line. I would say it makes the most sense that that's where he'll start, barring some other dramatic, unforeseen change. But then the really question becomes, who does he play with? Who does he start to have some chemistry and, and some vibes with on the ice? Early assumption would be that it's Ryan Johansson and Philip Tomasino. But as the players start getting together and working, you never know how that might shake out. So very interesting to watch there. Second is Ryan McDonough. I think the biggest question is, will he play on the right side? With the Predators having a bit of an overabundance of left-handed defensemen at the NHL level. And who will he be playing with? Will he be slotted up with Roman Yossi? Or will he play next to Matthias Ekholm? And just how all of those pairings will shake out. And again, very similar to Niederreiter. Who does he start to have chemistry with? 
that makes sense for him to line up with. And then goalie Kevin Lankinen, a bit of a surprise signing for most of us in Predators land, but he's not without talent and certainly has some experience under tough circumstances in Chicago. So it'll be interesting to see where he's at in terms of trying to kind of revitalize his career. Next up for me is the young gun forwards, especially those that we just saw in rookie camp, whether it's Igor Afanasiev, Yusuf Parsonen, Zach LaRue, Luke Evangelista. What do they look like in this step up in competition? When you line up someone like Luke Evangelista across from a Philip Forsberg, how do those two start to play together? And how is that talent revealed in a stronger level of competition? I think it'll be really interesting to see how NHL-ready some of these guys are, especially Igor Afanasiyev and Yusuf Parsonen, who have a little bit more experience and might really be ready to take that step into an NHL role. The next player for me is Cody Glass. And that really comes down to, is he ready for primetime? It's expected that he is going to center a line on the NHL roster this season, whether that's a third line, a fourth line in terms of minute share. But he's going to get a lot of opportunity to be an every night center at the NHL level. And he really needs to come out and prove it from the start of camp that all the progress he showed in Milwaukee is not the end of the road, but a stepping stone to what he really can be, which is a high level NHL center. And then sort of finally among the forwards is who will claim those last few roster spots. I wrote an article for Penalty Box Radio a couple weeks ago around the versatility that the depth of forward brings to the Predators lineup. But it will also be interesting. There's a big camp battle that could take place for those last couple roster spots. I would say the early expectation is probably Tommy Novak and Michael McCarron. But there was a number of signings, whether it's Mark Jankowski or Kiefer Sherwood, that will really want to take a run at that NHL spot. And not to be left out would be the rest of the players within the Predator system already who believe they're ready for that spot as well. So there's going to be a lot of competition to try to get into that opening night roster at the NHL level. Next up are the two players that are kind of looking to take a next step, maybe a bit of a bounce back, depending on what your particular opinion is of these two players, Ellie Tolvanen and Dante Fabro, who have both showed signs of being quality NHL players and just need to take that next step in terms of really fulfilling their role on a night-to-night basis. So whether that's putting the puck in the back of the net for Tolvanen or really holding that steady defensive role and cutting out the really major mistakes that Fabro can make sometimes. Now, what I think is going to be one of the most interesting storylines, I mentioned Kevin Lankinen earlier. Lankinen and his competition with Connor Ingram to be the Predators' backup. Coming out of last season with David Riddich not being retained, it was a pretty set assumption that Connor Ingram would be the backup this season. So it was fairly surprising to see Kevin Lankin and a more veteran player be brought in. And now there really is kind of a glut of goaltending depth and just not that many spots available. So it really will be interesting to see how those two battle it out, who really steps their game up and claims that spot as UC Saros' backup. And then staying with the goalies, finally, Yaroslav Askarov. I mentioned earlier how it was really exciting to see him play on North American ice against players with NHL hopeful competition. Well, now he's going to come into camp and play against NHL players. And I think it's just going to be very exciting to see how he performs, 
how he steps his game up as well and puts in that work against NHL caliber competition. I don't think there's much of any likelihood he sees NHL time this year. I would be much happier with him getting the bulk of the starts in Milwaukee, but it's really going to be interesting to see where his game is at in relation to NHL level competition. So in closing, the Predators have a good team and some storylines that are going to be really interesting to follow over the next couple of weeks as training camp rolls on in through the preseason and getting ready for the regular season. It's just going to be really fun to be a part of. As I mentioned kind of at the start of this segment, I'm really going to try to get to as many practices, as many of the preseason games as I'm able to, and really try to bring more first-person perspective. That's a big hope for me this year over the course of the season. So yeah, it's time for a new season. It's time to get started. And I'm just excited that all of you are coming along with me and continue to tune into the show and leave feedback and comments. That's the most fun for me is being able to engage with everybody. So that will do it for this episode of the Predator Way podcast on Penalty Box Radio. I am your host, Boyd Farish. You can find me on Twitter at Boyd underscore one, two, one, two and my written work on PenaltyBoxRadio.com. For the next episode, we'll take a look at the opening night roster. So thanks so much for listening, and be well, everyone.